This is Collector's Quest episode 74. On this episode, Cat Tyler and I talk about super rare mint gems that came from our personal collection. They are adult owned and from our childhood. You know, flawless games. Mintiest mint, okay? These are all super rare. Actually, we talk about why those terms and, and their like are bullshit. And they don't mean anything, and people put them on auctions, and you should ignore them because they don't add value. Those are just words that are that are marketing speak. That's they're just trying to convince you that theirs is better than the sea of a hundred other games that you might buy. So we give some insight into those, why we don't think they are appropriate, and why you can just kind of gloss over them. Anyways, before we get to the episode, the thing I ask. If you can, if you would please, ever so much I would be grateful, go to iTunes or whoever sponsors the podcast that you listen on, you know, Google Play, any of the multitude of podcasting places you could be listening, and just smash that like button, or five star us, give us a good review, that review is the best, an iTunes review is my favorite. So if you could do that, that would be sweet, I would be so thankful, that's all I got. Take care and stay tuned for the episode. Welcome back to another episode of Collector's Quest. I'm Cat here with Johnny and Tyler. Oh, that's weird. No, I'm, okay. I'm still here, guys. Well, she said you're here, but uh, man, that, that intro threw off my flow. I was like, I'm Cat here with Johnny and Tyler. I'm I'm just the add-on, so I'm just like... You're the vestigial the tail of the podcast. Well, I wasn't very well just going to introduce you and then have you introduce Tyler. That would be weird-er. Well, why can't it be Tyler and Johnny? Okay, sorry. Do we want to do it again? Take two? No, I think John is, Johnny's a bigger part of the podcast. Let's just let's just keep it as is. We're all three equal. It's totally fine. Except for me. I'm the best and on top. That is true. All right, whatever. <laughs> uh, look, I'm just saying. Kat, don't, don't get jealous. Oh, I'm not jealous. You sound a little jealous. Cat, no. Johnny's been here since the beginning. You've only been here for, like, what, 70 episodes? Yeah, only 70. Yeah. It's very minor. <laughs> all right, fine. You're the better part of the podcast. Look, we all know this. Just let me have just let me have the moral victory over here. Just let me feel... Oh, no. No, no. You can have it. No. I was just laughing snatched at you contradicting it away. yourself. Just snatch it away from me. You'll be okay. At least I'm not Tyler. Okay. You know, it's true. I mean, everyone listens because Cat is here. Johnny just talks over everyone, and now I'm just the plus one guy. Yeah. You are our plus one. Congrats. Yeah. All right. We've got we've gotten nowhere. We're talking in circles. This no, is down a rabbit hole. No one What's yet. our topic today, Johnny? Um, I don't know, Cat. Oh no, oh, I thought you were the big important one. Come on, Johnny. Step up. What are we talking about? Okay, fine. <laughs> we are talking about words that don't really mean anything contextualized in auctions on craigslist kijiji anywhere you find uh an 
a video game for sale. Forums, Facebook, you know, Instagram, all of these places. These are these are terms that people throw out that they try to bring eyes to their auction or and differentiate it or somehow say, look, my thing is a little bit better than all these other ones I'm competing with, but it actually does not add any value to the item. So we're gonna kind of talk through our logic there and explain that. Are we all we all agree? Is that a good enough explanation? I think you did good. Thanks. Tyler, are you good? I'm I'm pretty good with that. Yeah, let's do it. Let's uh let's begin with one from you. What what is one one word or phrase that does not add any value to an auction? Um and people can pretty much just ignore it when they see it. I guess the the, the first one would be rare or holy grail because if I'm searching for a game, I already know what it is. So you putting the word rare next to your Rocket Knight Adventures does not make that game suddenly rarer or more valuable. No, it's just marketing. That's true. Yeah. So and it, uh, Holy Grail, if you search for Holy Grail and any console on eBay, you will find pretty much anything but the actual Holy Grails on that console. Because if it was a Holy Grail, it's probably a lo- really hard to find for sale. Right. Uh, well, Holy Grails can be personal, but then again, if you're talking about your personal Holy Grail, then that doesn't really apply to people who are searching on eBay. That your personal, your Grail is not their Grail. So that word is just bullshit. And they're just like, oh, I want to justify the that I've overcharged you on this item by like 10% more than the rest of the auctions. So uh, don't worry, it's rare. Super Grail here, guys. Never seen one like it, except for those 12 others I'm competing with. Grail. No, no, those 12 others must be totally different. Yeah, well, they're not grails or rare. Actually, it's it's really funny when you open up an auction page and there's like 20 of the same item and they all say rare in the description. Well, you can't go too far down this, Johnny. Some people, they're really picky about how you use the word rare and they don't think that rare is just something that's real hard to find. Sometimes something that's just uncommon can be rare. It's okay if there's 20 on eBay. Yeah, well, I I talked about the sliding scale of rarity, and, you know, rare... I forgot you had a whole episode Yeah, rare is kind of a binary (laughs) option, right? It is either rare or it isn't, but then people developed a rarity scale, which doesn't really... it, It doesn't matter. That doesn't even make sense. But we've tried to make sense of this, and then that is also relative to the systems, right? Something... Like a Nintendo game, you're like, oh, that's like a rare Nintendo game. You hardly ever see it. But they made a shit ton of them. Probably the rare Nintendo games probably have ten times more made than the rare, like, 3DO games, for instance. Right. Right. But supply and demand, all that. Anyways, we don't need to go down the (laughs) rarity hole on that. There's a whole episode. Go check that one out, and I'll explain it some more for longer. Um, All right, Kat, what, what is a term that you often see? Um, so in Kijiji and stuff, when we're looking for things up here, we usually see um, like from a smoke-free home, from a pet-free home. And it used to be that you'd see it in like the odd one here or there. And now it's almost in friggin' everything. So I guess nobody smokes anymore. Nobody has a cat. Nobody has a dog. Apparently we don't have animals here, but everybody I know has an animal here. Yeah, it is weird how there seems to be a disproportionately high amount of, of video game collectors who have never had a pet. 
Yeah, and I'm not sure how the pet is going to affect the game unless it's, like, eaten it or destroyed it. I, I don't know how it's going to be significantly better if it's set on a shelf where a pet can't reach it, but it came from a home without a pet versus one with one. You just yeah. open up the cartridge and it's full of hair, and that that's what's causing all your allergies. It's all the cartridges that came from pet homes that are sitting on your shelves. But yeah. how is the hair getting inside these magically? I, I mean, I guess if you're very unclean, look, I mean, I have three dogs and I get pet hair everywhere, but I usually clean it out of the game room. Like I, I sweep the floor, but then most of my things are up on shelves anyways. Like eight. Also, if I was going to sell something on eBay, I would fucking clean it first, right? I wouldn't just like, there's a big wad of hair on it. I'm like, sorry, this comes from a, a pet home. So you're just going to have to deal with this auction. Obviously, exactly. I, I, obviously, I would wipe it off. So. And, and unless you have to open up this, a cartridge. Unless you've owned this since 1987 and you can track the history of this cartridge, you can't tell me this is from a smoke-free home. Because as someone who's been buying a bunch of Odyssey 2 games, let me tell you, everyone in the 70s was from a smoking home. So if you found some Odyssey 2 games in 2012 at a flea market, that doesn't count as being from a smoke-free home. Right. Uh, well, same in the 80s, right? Everybody and their, their mother, literally their mothers, all smoked. Uh, probably while they were pregnant. So, doesn't matter. That smoke-free home, it's from a currently from a smoke-free home? Should we ask that people amend their auctions? <laughs> say yeah, currently because... from a smoke-free home. Yeah, yeah currently. Or from a pet-free home, all in context, right? Yeah. Uh, currently from a home that only keeps dogs in the backyard. That's I, awful. I, look, mine, mine are in the house with me, at my side always, so... I don't know what that's like, but there are people who do that. I'm just saying this. These are nonsense words. Anyways, um, I'll tell you one that I don't like. And actually what prompted this is I, I got a message on Instagram and they said, hey, somebody said this item is adult owned. What does that mean? I think they weren't from this country. Um, I'm not sure. Maybe they were or maybe they were just new to collecting. I guess they're trying to tell you that this Nintendo game was kept by an, ad- an adult, therefore most likely to be in better condition. But that doesn't mean anything because who gives a shit who owned it? It does. None of that matters. Those words, adult owned personal collection. None of it matters. Oh, you, your personal collection that you just got this week and now you're selling it. Just look at the condition of the game. Like that's what I want to preach about most of all of these words Ignore all that. That's just noise. Filter it out. Look at pictures. Don't see the first two and then skip the last three. Just take a good look at the the pictures. I know some grubby-ass adults, okay, who I wouldn't want to own any of my things or buy anything from. And I know some clean children. It It's all relative. Who Who cares? Also, all of our terms are, like, relative, right? You might think you're an incredibly clean person and then someone who is... Uh, completely OCD, like um, Howie Mandel or something, comes in and says, this place is filthy. Right? So, who cares? Who cares about that? It's stupid. I hate reading <laughs> it. You've wasted, you've made my eyes waste time on your words that mean nothing. I mean, I think they should they should really change adult-owned to child-free home, and then they could fit it all in the smoking, the pets, and the children all in one line. That is an excellent point, Tyler. I, I think I like that. Smoke, smoke pet, and child-free home. <laughs> right that, yeah let's uh let's condense at least oh i've seen a lot of listings that it's not a kid's game you know with legos 
they tell you it's adult owned and like admittedly for Legos, you're like, oh man, thank goodness. Uh, because right. when you buy Legos, if it, like, you know, when you're buying a kid's lot of Legos, they're always like filthy and there's always a rock in there. There's like <laughs> oh. always a candy wrapper and a rock, like in the bulk Legos. You're like, every time my wife and I have bought bulk Legos and a kid has had them, you're just like, why are there rocks in here? Cause kids you like, just, want to Lysol it. Well, kids just, yeah, you do, you should, but kids just pick up rocks and then they keep them. <laughs> I, did you ever do this as a kid? Either, either of you? No, I mean, I've, I've always been really into collecting. I, I used to collect stuff from the yard. So on my, my shelf, I'd have like a bunch of sticks and pine, pine cones and acorns. Yeah, same, same theory. Kids are crazy. Kat, did you never like pick up rocks or anything when you were a kid? Rocks? I don't remember ever really collecting things. That's weird to me. Yeah, Johnny, I, girls are boring. They don't pick up rocks, okay? I, well, I mean, I was a weird kid. No one is shocked. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I used to dig for fossils. Like, I found, once I found a fossil on accident, and then I was like, oh my god, there's fossils here. I'm going to dig for them. And then I had, like, a collection of rocks that I thought had fossils in them. I don't know if they did have fossils, but I dug them up. I also once found, uh, rat bones. And I was like, ooh, I could assemble a rat skeleton. I don't, you were not gonna articulate a skeleton of a dead rat. Well, like, I was just like, oh man, like a puzzle. Like, here's its foot. Can I find the rest of it? I don't know why I wanted to do that. Uh, later in life, I realized that there was like that area is like covered with owls. So it was probably like owl shit I was digging through. So it's kind of gross. It's, yeah. n- it's not my proudest moment. So enjoy all of that, everyone. Man, what is your life? My oh, life is where you, you came no from. no idea what you got yourself into. <laughs> my life is a strange and wonderful thing. My childhood okay. is weird. Can I circle back? I have another one that just dawned on me that we see here okay. quite often. All right. Yeah. We get the, from like, these homes. We get the nostalgic listings here. Like, this is mine. I owned it forever. I took good care of it. We took naps together. I swaddled it in a blanket. So it must be worth X amount more than every other going thing because it means something to me. So we get a lot of, like, nostalgic, you know, it's. It's worth more because I've got a sentiment behind it. So it's like saying you're the original owner. Yeah. And like that, that means something like, oh, well, it didn't technically change hands in someone. So somehow I kept better care of it. And it's sometimes even like ours are not even an original owner thing. It's just like I got this and I loved it so much for the last five years. It means so much to me. It's going to be worth X amount more. I don't know what. Well, obviously, I think with retro gaming getting more popular and things like that, people are going back to it to capture nostalgia or what, even if they're not a collector, even if they just want to play for that nostalgic reason. So it's become like an overload of. You know, this is so much more because it means something to me. Well, I don't care if it means something to you. I want the game for what I want to pay for it or what it's worth, not six times more because you have some weird emotional attachment to it. Right. If if you don't really want to sell it, then keep that price on it. But if you actually are looking to get rid of this thing, I don't know, maybe go to market value. Yeah. Put it at a movable price. Um. Yeah, That that's nonsense. I don't care. Like, oh, but I used to make out with this game three times a day. Uh, well, ew, but also yeah. that doesn't make it more valuable. So right. who cares? Uh, same with the adult-owned thing. Who cares? Also, to go back to the adult-owned thing, I like with uh, the smoking thing. So no kids ever owned this? Ever? These video In games? In its whole life? That, yeah, that, these video games that were for children? 
Like, and if you said, oh, this was mine my whole time, it's adult-owned. So does that mean that, like, on a Nintendo game, Nintendo games are older than children, so how do, like, if you had it as the original owner, now you're telling me it's adult-owned. You had to have had it as a kid, right? There's some guy in his 60s who's posting his auctions as original owner, adult-owned, child-free, and he actually meets all these things, and he's getting real sad listening to this, like, oh man, everyone else is making all these terms not matter, but these terms matter to me. Like, uh, we'll say that this is, I'm speaking for 95% of the listings you're going to look at, all right? Not not the full 100%. Um, all right, Tyler, you got another one that, that means nothing? Uh, well, we got a trio here of as is, untested, and damaged, which they do technically mean something. Uh, untested, you have to go and look at what else they have listed and what else they have sold ever in history. Because a lot of these things are coming from full-time resellers and dealers and collectors who should obviously have the means to test a Famicom or to test some weird, rare Sega CD game. So if you see that they're testing Sega Saturn games, but they can't test a Sega CD game, that seems like something's probably up. And then uh damage. So if you're getting one of these sellers who's selling things full time and they're telling you it's damaged, that can often mean that it is totally fucked because even they can't fix it. Right. That, that's a good point. And same with like broken, right? Um, If they say it's broken. Like, yeah. Um, parts only so these words mean something and it means they're bad don't overpay for these items uh, so a good thing on ebay is that if they don't list it as for parts not working no matter what they say about being untested and as is ebay will give you your money back so no well, i did not if know you're willing that. to waste your time you can take a risk on an item listed as acceptable even if it seems like it might not work yeah well I, i'm glad you said that um because you know, acceptable is probably the right way to describe something, because if you look at eBay, there is a disproportionately high of volume of things that are mint. Mint is a word that almost means nothing now, right? Everybody's like, oh, my stuff is mint. And I, if you take two auctions from two different sellers, their mint and that other person's mint on the same item are going to look vastly different, Right. It, there's no, that's not a real grading scale. These haven't been graded by any official company, even though those companies are kind of BS anyways. But if you if you look at them, just use your eyeballs and you will know the condition. Don't overpay just because you saw the words mint. Take a good hard look at that item. Don't just be like, oh, it's mint, so it must be fine. I've had many of items that were said mint and then come with like wrinkled instruction manuals, creases in the box, you know, the thumb crease in the in the middle of the... Uh, the flap where you open the game, those are super common, but the outside of the box looks pretty good. And they're like, it's mint. And you're like, no, that's not how that word works. Sorry. Uh, the types of people who actually care about conditions enough to actually have mint games are going to be taking 25 pictures of every angle of every box of every little insert because they're probably so proud of the condition of this game that they're selling. And they're probably actually getting a premium for it. So if there's only three pictures and they call it mint, it's probably not actually mint. Right. And, like being pristine does matter it should add value but just throwing mint in front of it just on itself doesn't matter go to the picks always yeah it's just an attention grab though right like it's a great way like you said to suck somebody in right it's the same as rare it's it's the same as all this it's bullshit words bullshit words that mean nothing 
Pay attention to the pictures. Read the descriptions. Um, all right, Kat, you got another one? Um, I, not that I can think of that we really see here. I, I, like I've mentioned before in a lot of podcasts, I don't buy a lot on eBay or auctions, unfortunately. I buy more in person. Okay. I think then Tyler has a few. Tyler, do you uh, have Yeah, more? so a big one that has probably been touched on on the podcast before is CIB, which are three meaningless words that are letters that can be turned into anything, but it'll either mean cart inserts box or complete inbox or but cart it's, instruction box sure um but i mean th- there's no debate on what this actually stands for because if you type in cib nintendo into ebay tell me how many actually complete games go look at a bunch of games that have posters and instruction cards and uh well, like the, registration cards well the, we, we've talked about that on the on the podcast here the word complete doesn't really mean anything by itself either it it tells you if something is said to be complete it should have at the very minimum its cart instruction and its box or its disc insert and you know case and rear art but none of that means anything because we there's no good documentation for what a complete game is because they come from multiple factories and stuff. It it's super hard to know what the most complete thing is unless someone opened it. And depending on what factory those come from, they might look a little different when opened, anyways. Uh, but right. you're right. Though those words complete CIB meaningless. Uh, I also I I have seen CIB and the person did put cart insert and booklet. I was like, what? Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, so it had like, you know, the Nintendo Power insert, the manual, and the cart. I'm like, that's not CIB. That It I was mean, to them. Yeah, it was to them. That's the problem. Like, people just, I I don't always think it's malicious. Some people just are careless, and they, or they don't know. There's a lot of new people in, involved. But yeah, it, that's one of those terms you're just like, yep, there, here's a word that doesn't matter. It, it's like a nice, like, oh, I'm going to look just at these, but I don't even put complete or CIB in my eBay searches. I just, it doesn't matter. Like a lot of times I type the word box. I'll, I'll type the name of the title in box and then I'll just remove box and then troll through all the listings. If I don't find exactly what I want. That's how that's do an, my method. Uh, an or search. So I'll look for a CIB complete or the word box. And if it has one of those, I want to look at those listings. Yeah, that's a good one. But I mean, it's just because these people who are selling it, a lot of them are just the resellers and the the businesses that are just going around scooping these games up. And it's like, they don't know what was originally in Gunstar Heroes. Like, does it have the fruit roll-up in it? Like, I'm sure no one knows that unless you actually care about Genesis games, or if you're one of these guys keeping these big lists of contents of every box. It's not like regular sellers are referencing well, something like that. And what, say, and what factory, what factory had the fruit roll-ups in it? Was it? Oh, Mex- I don't know. You know more Mexico? about Genesis than me. Well, that's that, that's my point. <laughs> yeah, was no. it Mexico? Was it was it the Japanese factory? Like, who knows if both factories had that? I, I've I've said this before, but I have opened the same game from different factories, totally different inserts, and the printing is different. Like on the cart, small differences. You're like, okay, cool. I will never care about this ever again because there's, <laughs> there's just no way to ever be 100% right. I just try to have the box, the insert. If if I know there's like a common insert, put it in there. But I'm not going to be like, this is definitely the way it came when it was opened. Unless I personally opened it. 
it doesn't drive you just a little bit crazy knowing that there's no one single correct answer that you could have, and instead there's all these little variants in terms of content? Nope. Why, why oh, stress okay. out? Yeah, no, it doesn't. Because all I really care about is the cart and the box. The instruction is just a, a thing that gets in the way and hurts the value of my game because I'm, if I am ever take the cart out, I'm probably going to ding the manual a little bit. So, and it's not like I'm going to read the manual. Yep, they are a huge waste of money that yep. we all have to buy. Well, if unless you just decide and free yourself that you don't care about that. They do add value, so that that's not really, that's not the question. And I do like them for RPGs, but, like, if my Madden 96 doesn't have a manual in it, eh, say lovey. You'll live, no. right? Yep. No, I'm the, kind of the same way on Genesis. Uh, I want the manuals for the good games, but for just, like, the run-of-the-mill stuff, whatever. Yeah, I mean, and honestly, the run-of-the-mill stuff is always going to have the manuals, because they always do. Oh, it's yeah, definitely not. Some of the, A lot of this mid-range Genesis stuff, the manual pretty much doubles the price. It's kind of crazy. Uh, well, talk to me. I still I think I have a box of, like, 150 Genesis manuals that I can hook right. you up with. Um, all right, what else do we have in there? Uh, I've got one that I want to pose. Okay, go what ahead. Do you, how do you feel about authentic? Because the word itself doesn't mean it's actually authentic, but I feel like the type of person who would include that in a listing probably knows that whoever's buying that is going to check the authenticity. Authentic. So I feel like I, I get a little bit of comfort when someone says authentic. Uh, Yeah, but I see that as a word that could totally be turned around into a bullshit word soon. I mean, yeah, sure. Yeah, I, I mean, I think if that word gets it, it to answer you, no, I don't think that word means anything. Uh, it, it says so, something to me right now that maybe that person knows what they're talking about, but I'm always going to be skeptical of people who put words like that in auctions to try and draw you to it. Then I, I just like, Hmm, maybe something is up with it. Now I have to look extra hard. Um, if you're buying something valuable, like, you know, very expensive, like just look at the boards. That's the best thing you can do. Eventually we're going to get to the point where anything even remotely decent or kind of expensive is going to be faked and can be faked probably better than your ability to differentiate. Like people tell me this all the time, like, Oh, well you can't fake it because of this H seam or this nonsense. And I'm just like, okay, you don't think we can replicate what they did in 1985 now? You don't we just don't have the plastic wrap technology. Fixed. Yeah. Well, yeah, that technology was lost. <laughs> Those machines were all thrown into a, a, a giant pit or something, or maybe uh, we'll go to the eighties. Did you see that movie, the gate where that, giant pit opens in that kid's house yeah that's what that's where all the machines went that can make these things <laughs> yeah it's it's a ridiculous idea to me people are like they just can't do it you can't do it i'm like mm. like if china can fool people on rolexes i think maybe they're gonna get to the point where they can fool you on nintendo games just saying that's fair that's a, that's a realistic statement right just so you heard Johnny, go buy all the Nintendo games before they're all fake and you won't be able to get real ones. Well, you can. Like, uh, when when my game looks a little bad, when it, when it has, like, a rental sticker on it, I'm not like, oh, shit, it's got a rental sticker. I feel a little bit better about it. I'm like, yeah, that's probably 100% real. That's yeah. just, I mean, it's not mint, but, hey, it's real. Uh, that's just the day and age we live in in collecting. Yeah, and it's just getting harder and harder to tell. People are getting better at these things. Anyways, right. what else what else we got in here? What other words? Flawless, who cares? Hyperbole. I'm sure it has a flaw. See see the word mint or rewind and listen to what we said about that. 
Uh, anything else we got, Tyler? I don't think I have anything else. And didn't you want to ask something at the end before we move on? Well, I did want to add the four words that do matter to me, which are ships in a box. Because you have talked about how bubble mailers are basically the worst part of this entire hobby. And when someone ships me a Saturn game or a cardboard box Genesis game or anything in a bubble mailer, it just makes me want to punch them. Yep. If you ship in bubble mailers, you should be punched in the face. Like, look, I can let you slide sometimes on a PS1 game, but I don't even want those shipped in bubble mailers. Just, you know, when in doubt, ship it in a box. And right. when you should be in doubt is every th- single time you ship anything. Ship it in a box. Don't fuck around. Like, if you ship me a loose GBA cart in a bubble mailer, it's probably going to be fine. Like, okay, but if it, it's in its, like, original contents, like, if it's got a box, uh, if it's in a box, ship it in a box. If it has a, a plastic case that's going to break and is fragile, please ship it in a box. Also, if you're going to ship it in a box, throw something in with the box so it doesn't just rattle around. I've gotten things like that, too. Like... A PlayStation game in a medium flat rate, one of the square boxes, and it came, but there was no padding in it at all. Like, it doesn't need to be great padding. Just, like, wad up some newspaper and toss it in there, or, like, printer paper. I don't care. Just don't have it so we can, like, smack around freely. That's ridiculous. Yeah. You get big box PC games where people will pad the actual box, but they won't pad the contents. So like the disc and all the inserts and stuff are rattling around the whole time, but the box itself is protected from the outside. Like, yeah. what are you guys doing? Yeah. It's just uh, thoughtless. Anyways. uh, Yeah. That's, I think that's it. Right. Final message. Read the descriptions. Look at the pictures. Okay. I'll say it again. Read the description. Look at the pictures. Ignore buzzwords. Ignore you know, anything flashy, none of that matters. You should be able to learn everything you need to from the pictures. And if you are still in doubt after pictures and description, go ahead and just message the seller. If it's a great deal and you feel like you just have to take it, eBay protection is your friend. Just know that you're gambling a little bit. Not, that's fine. It's not wrong to gamble a few times. Like at yeah, least in fair. this content, uh, you know, if you think you're going to win, then, you know, you should be protected. All right, so uh, move to the second part of the show. Sounds good. All right. This is where we talk about what you've bought and what you've played uh, for everybody at home. Uh, what, are you, what are you playing, Kat? Um, I've been on a Minecraft binge again. That goes cyclically, so I guess uh, right now it's, I don't know, turning into fall, so it's a good time to play Minecraft. I don't know. I'm going with it. Working, It's working for me. All right, well, uh, that's cool. Start to... Uh, Start to get some Halloween games ready. It's time to get some Halloween stuff out. It's, I know. It's I was thinking time. about that. I was thinking about that, and I was like, I started pulling things out, and I was like, oh, I gotta, I gotta play on this. <laughs> yeah, I've been, I've been playing Bloodthorn a little bit some more. Still not loving it exactly. I'm enjoying it, but not the best. I do like the atmosphere. Um, so I'm, I'm just trying to power through some of the beginning stuff because I hear it gets very good once you kind of adapt. Um, that's what I'm worth the wait then. Yeah, that's I hope. Tyler, what are you playing? Uh, I've been playing Super Castlevania 4 because I'm in the Halloween spirit, which nice. is uh, it's my favorite Castlevania game because Castle- it's got easy bosses. Castlevania 4 is your favorite? Castlevania 4 is my favorite. That is a weird What should choice. be my favorite? Oh, man. Uh, well, I haven't played like any of the newer ones. Like started from Castlevania on N64 up. I haven't played any of them except for the handheld. Well, you played Symphony of the Night. 
Oh my god, okay, hold on. We gotta rewind, just cut this whole piece out. Symphony of the Night's my favorite Castlevania game. But okay. it's so different from all the other it like it's those true. are just a different genre. It doesn't even count. It's your favorite Nintendo Castlevania? We wanna go with sure. that? Sure. I think I think we can safely say that. It's the two D action ones. Are they all Nintendo? The yeah. only ones I could think of are Nintendo. I guess no, is Rondo Don- doesn't count. Well no, Dawn of Sorrow. Uh, uh, all the two D ones. Depends if you count like uh Mirror of Fate. Because it's like 2.5D. All right, we're not counting that because I haven't played it. But okay. yeah. either way, Castlevania 4, as of the run and width and don't gain levels, Castlevanias, it is my favorite. Okay, fair um, enough. Because I like easy bosses because I love platforming and I love action platforming. And every time I hit a hard boss, I feel like this is just this freaking thing that's in the way of getting me to more of the game. And it's just so frustrating to me when I've got a super hard boss. All it's right. like how some people don't like random battles in JRPGs. They're like, oh, I just got to get through these battles so I can get to more of the game. That's how I feel about bosses in almost every video. Okay, fair. And whatever you... Give us a few games you bought, because I know you've bought a bunch. Uh, I got Shinobi Legions recently, which is like a digitized action Shinobi side-scroller game with live-action cutscenes. So a lot of those are up my Saturn? Oh, man, I didn't even know it was on anything else. But yeah, I got it for Saturn. Yeah, well, yeah, no, that's, I'm, I'm not sure if it's on anything else. That's a hard one to find. Uh, yeah, it's pretty hard to find. Yeah, it's I'm, a, I'm a big fan of the original Shinobi. It's one of the games I played a lot in arcades, so I'm kind of excited to play it, even well, though it's probably nothing like the original Shinobi. Probably not. Uh, what else? Anything else that notable? Uh, another Ninja game, Ninja Gaiden 3. I think I said I bought it last time, but it has arrived this time, oh. and I want to play it. I got it on a Famicom before I'm going to play the NES version. So okay. uh, Famicom be... version is obviously a lot easier than the NES version for a number of reasons. Well, you'll have to tell us next week what those differences are. Okay, yeah. So I feel like once you play through the game once, uh, you get a huge boost of confidence the second time you play through. So I'm planning on playing through it on Famicom, and then I'm going to switch to the NES version and see if I can beat that. All right. Um, Kat, no purchases from you this week. Is that correct? That is correct. Nothing new. Nothing new. All right. And for me... Um, I've been trying to get my Halloween on. Um, I got from our friend, uh, Archon Turtle on Instagram. He hooked me up with the box for Ghost Manor, which I had the, the insert and, uh, card for, for TurboGrafx-16. So that's pretty exciting. You know, Ghost Manor. The ghost looks a little stupid, but the skull and the Ghost Manor written in blood look good. I like it. Good box art in general. And I bought the Adams Family. Uh, also for Turbo Graphics, so it was like a Turbo Graphics week for me. And uh, I haven't yeah. played either of those. Yeah, you should check them out. Ghost Manor is also on the 3DO, I believe, and oh, it's man. got a cooler box on the 3DO. Shh, don't tell anyone I said that. Um, <laughs> and let's see what else. That's mainly it. Uh, yeah, Halloween is coming. It's like rapidly approaching. I'm excited. I just rewatched the Adams Family movies, um, and I. I usually do that like every couple of years and it gets me the first one gets me every time. I love that movie. It it holds up. Raul Julia and everybody in that cast just committed so hard to that movie that it's just super entertaining. So if you have not watched the original Adams Family movie in a long time, check it out. Oh, is the original Adams Family movie? Is there like one from the 60s I don't know about or are we talking about like early 90s? Adams no, we're Family? talking early 90s Raul Julia um, okay. You know, Christopher Lloyd and, uh, oh God, what's her name? Uh, 
God. Anyways, can't think of her name. Uh, not Christina Ricci, but uh, God. I don't do actors. I can't help you oh, out here. Well, yeah. Anyways, it, it'll it'll come to me. She's been in a lot, a lot of things. I keep wanting to say Jessica Lange, and it's not that. It doesn't matter. You know, she plays. So our kid. audience is clear. It's the one that the best-selling pinball machine of all time is based on. Yeah, a great pinball machine too. It's a really good pin. I wish I owned it. Totally expensive though. Uh, all right. Anyways, that that it. Anybody got anything else they want to throw out before we go? No, I don't think so. All right, Tyler, where can we find you on Instagram? You can find me at defaultgen on Instagram, G-E-N. All right, Kat? You can find me at Catsylvania, K-A-T-S-E-L-V-A-N-I-A. And I'm Johnny underscore Iucci, that's J-O-H-N-N-Y underscore I-U-C-C-I. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll talk to you again soon.